let's go ahead and play this little ditty. What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. That is right, Audio Al. Thank you so much for that little station identification. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. This is somehow, some way, podcast number 62. And it's also potentially the eve on the second Civil War of America. Josh, are we feeling happy? Or are we feeling rocky on this uh, election day? Um, do we have? Can we just skip it? Skip like, the, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Skip, skip the skip Walters the intro. intro. All right, we yeah. will. T- All right, Walter. Sorry, not this week, pal. Uh, getting right into it then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks. Hi, folks. And that was not a uh, diss on Walters. I do appreciate his uh, little intro for us. It's just, you know. We're we're all about to die to the civil war that's about to begin, and we just we just need to get this over with so we can spend time with our loved ones. Is or that... in some people's cases, tolerable ones. Gotcha. Understandable. Uh, so yeah, hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, which has been popping today. Uh, those are all the places you can find us and interact with us. Uh, we are still on our journey to 100 subs. Um, we are currently at 28 out of 100, so we're up one from last week. Be a friend, tell a friend, spread that link around. Uh, we would appreciate it so we can get that custom URL. Segment start times are down in the description below for you audio people and for the video people. They're about off five minutes for the video people, so you'll have to figure that out. Levi Oki at Levi Oki oh. Illustration. Thank you for the beautiful art. Josh, please. Levi needs his plug, okay? He needs that income coming in. Uh, but yeah, that that's now that I'm done. Josh, how you doing, pal? Um, it, I'm doing well. How, um, just like you said, election day. So I went and I, I voted. I don't know. Can't. No, it's not. There you go. I have my sticker attached to my microphone and my microphone attached to my sticker. Um, so yeah, no, I went out and I voted. Um, pretty easy, pretty easy Scantron. Probably the easiest one I've had to do. Um, pretty easy Scantron, huh? Yeah. Backside that multiple choice. There's only one answer. So. Yeah, for all the judges. I don't know why we vote for judges in the state, but we sure do. They're all incumbent. (laughs) They're all incumbent Um, and running unopposed, as they should. I mean, I'm thinking more. Anyways, we're not. This won't be the political podcast, but I might be a little late to the party. But I did toss my name in the hat for uh, Monticello School Board. So if you're still voting out there in Monticello, Minnesota, feel free to write in Josh Mitchell. Uh, That is J O S H M I T C H E L L. You nailed it, but that was uh, that was great. Do you think what would you do if elected to the school board? Well, I told Nikita as we were walking out that I wrote myself in, and she's like, "What if everybody skips it and you somehow get voted in?" I said, first off, I, she didn't say it like that, but she said, "What would you do if you got it?" And I just I just laughed. I said, first off, I'd get one vote, so they would not expect much from me. <laughs> um, second off, I would just say, coronavirus, get out and put the kids back in school. Just like, do you think it works like that? Would it be that easy? Has anyone tried? I, I don't know that anyone's tried that specific strategy. I can't say. Or put no co- no COVID signs allowed. One of those, you know, 
do not enter signs on the doors. Can't enter then. Perfect. Just like the uh, the no firearms allowed on these premises in front of schools. Those are very effective already. So you just put the no coronavirus, coronavirus signs and you'll be all set. I think you'll be a great school board member, Josh. You have my vote. Thank you. Um, so at least two. Um, how are you, Gar? Oh, Josh, thank you for asking. Uh, I am doing great. Action. No, that's not true. Anyone who is at least semi-close to me knows I have been dreading this day. Because no matter who wins tonight, red, blue, purple, green, whatever, it's going to be an ugly next couple weeks. And uh, I am not looking forward to it in the slightest. It is a very divided country, whether you like the person dividing us or not. So I am dreading uh, this evening and the following probably two weeks, if not much longer. So... So you think it's going to be decided tonight? I no, mean, it won't be. De- I mean, there will be certainly a leader tonight. Like the uh, the news networks, the 24-hour news networks thrive off tonight. This is their Super Bowl, essentially. So, I mean, they're going to make a bunch of projections. And I think we all know it's going to project one way early. And then it might, it might go back the other way later, unless there's a landslide victory on either side. So there will be, certainly be a projected leader tonight. I don't think it will be decided tonight, but... The simulations that some I saw on some site they ran a simulation, and I like you said I don't want to get too deep into this being a uh, politics podcast, but they're like, yeah, we ran the simulations, and Joe Biden won ten times more often than Trump, but ten ten percent chance for Trump to actually win this election. And I was just like, what? I mean, you're calling people, and so how, who is going to answer that question? Like, I don't know about you, but whenever I get political phone calls, I just ignore it. So you're you're not getting a very high return there. So they probably what called 20 total people <laughs> yeah i don't know you'd have to ask them what their n was what their uh what their population was yeah. their sample size was but but yeah so that's just i just i just find it funny because we went through the same thing four years ago and, and i agree with you whoever whoever ends up in office good for them uh they are my president i'm not going to start a hashtag about it and um and and you know they're they, they've got a tough road ahead of them and if it's trump I'm sorry, and if it's Biden, I'm sorry. <laughs> I last, I mean, I didn't do it because we were on the wall. This will be the last thing we mentioned, then we'll move on because people are not interested in the uh, in the politics podcast. But last week, if Walters wasn't here, I was probably going to go on at least like a thirty second, like maybe sixty second spiel. And just said this platform is uh, pretty small, and probably our audience is probably divided right about down the middle. But please don't vote for Trump. Do whatever else. Vote for Kanye if you have to, but please don't vote for Trump. Uh, so everyone else has already <laughs> voted by the time they listen to this, but that's how I feel about it. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I feel, and I, I didn't get that message out there, but for our 28 subscribers, I don't think I would have had a huge impact. But that's how I feel, Josh. Glad uh, we're both be, we'll both be able to get through this um, together, and uh, that'll be the last time we mention it tonight. We are doing midterms. We've got a nice little extra bit for you tonight, and we're going to go some standings. But Josh, before we do all that, we've got to do the Fantasy Zone, as we always do. Do you have any sponsors tonight for the Fantasy Zone? Well, I, I went out and I got some peanut butter cookies. Uh, and before I even sat down on my chair, I'd eaten them. So they were tasty. Um, I was a fan. And so instead, I'm just ingesting liquid apple. Liquid apple? Is that crown apple? No, we're poor. So we had to go with the uh, Captain Morgan apple. It, it, was, it was $4 cheaper and on sale. So... Okay, so there's the Captain Morgan. What was the what was the other one? Sailor Jack or whatever that T was talking about. Sailor Jerry, something like that. I forget. But. Something like, and that's probably just that's probably T's like long lost cut making it under the overpass. Right. And uh, for what it's worth, speaking of, uh, maybe T can let us know in the chat. We got Walters, Levi, 
uh, slash Carmel Bear and T in the chat. Uh, so they're blowing it up. He said Sailor Jerry. There we go. T, T came through. Uh, so shout out to you three boys in the chat right now. Appreciate you. Uh, but anyways, the Fantasy Zone. And we always start the Fantasy Zone out with Brian, the man who carries this segment. And we're very appreciative of you, Brian Knup. And uh, Josh, as you can read the... Oh, sorry. My sponsors. I got Arizona Tea. And uh, I got some grips. Some classics. Brad, the Brad would be proud of me. I got some Cheez-It grips. Um, so I got those going for me. Anyways, uh, we got an email from Brian. And Josh, as you read Brian's emails... You ever feel like you can see when he's like maybe in a mood a little bit like obviously brian can be critical of, of us we are appreciative of his honest reviews but do you ever get a feel that sometimes brian either doesn't really like our podcast or maybe he's just in a bad mood himself which reflects the email i guess how do you feel about that i feel like um i mean he had a roller coaster of emotions going on in this email this is a long one i think that part of it was drawn from our guest right um very unpopular with our fans for some reason yeah, very, very unpopular. It's it's almost as if uh, it's almost as if he he didn't know what he was doing at times, um, and and so yeah. I mean it. I mean it's he starts off his email. I can read it right now since I have it pulled up. Sure, hold on. Let me go ahead and do what I said. Sure, let me. Yeah, uh... you've got mail. Go ahead, guys. This was a roller coaster of a show. Some really good points and some not so much. Let me start by saying I am all for having a guest on the Hoodcast. However. Half the time, he sounded like he was in the basement of a bingo hall. And for a guest to say, sorry, I didn't listen to a word Josh said is complete disrespect to the lovely hostesses of the show. On the plus side, I like Walters' first go-round of the two-minute drill. The second go-round, well, not so much. Then he throws out some bit he does for some inferior podcast about picking guys that are long shots for the week. Here's a clue. They should not be on a buy. I will bet this Chase Edmond guy scores zero this week. Using fancy initials and not saying who people play for is very frustrating for guys like me. CVH, JT, etc. Giving me tips only helps if I know who the hell the guy is, what position he plays, and the team he or she is on. This show is where I get 94% of my football information. Really, it's only a slight exaggeration. So don't be PAQ. Tell me the guy. Oh, tell me the guy, what he plays, and what team. Thank you. Next, nobody had Tyler Lockett because he wasn't eligible for our FanDuel. Not true. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, more boring than dissecting past and future fantasy games. So little Susie plays Cecilia in the Chick Bowl this week. Yawn. It has taken the Hoodcast two years to get away from that and become a more entertainment-based podcast. Don't let a guest backslide you. On to a good laugh I had. Guard does a two-minute diatribe on how the winning team should have been able to pick Baby Hammer name, and since they would not agree to that, they are hexed this year. Let's see. Jamie won the regular season. Hammer was the champ. So in an essence, the winners did pick Baby Hammer's name. Gar, an F-free show. And and I wish I could get the level of excitement, so I'm going to do it. Oh no! Should I should I crank you down here? No, I'll I'll mute myself. Okay. You make me so proud. I forgot that half of the listeners are uh, listening audio only, so they did not hear my excitement. Right. Um, or see it. It was I a great. It was a great animation. Yes. Um, great con- great contributions on the Fave Five QBs from all the Hooded Pod regulars. I would. Um, I would have liked to see you spend less time on breaking down Victoria's Secret matchups and more time talking about the submittals. I thought it was cool that Teddy made most of the lists and Josh and I agreed on Stafford. Overall, 
solid contributions. Scroll down. Love the grum, Brian. 64% of something is better than 98% of nothing. Does that include murder? <laughs> I guess I don't know. That's a good question. So Brian got pissy at us last time. He left a reference at the bottom of his email, and then he didn't leave one the last week. So, Josh, I assume that's from a movie, a TV show, maybe a book, maybe a famous sports player, a news anchor. 64% of nothing is better than 98%, or 64% of something is better than 98% of nothing. Do you know what that's from so Brian doesn't get pissy, or do you think this will be an old reference that we're too young to get? I want to say I've heard it, but I didn't hear those exact numbers, and it was Ron Swanson. Who said it's better to half-ass one or no to, easy, Josh? You respect Ron Swanson. I fucking can't. get this right. I can't get it right. I don't know it off the top of my head right now. But I, it's, it's better know, to quote, whole ass. It's better to whole ass one thing than to half-ass two things. Yeah, that's there we go. And and I feel like that's what I feel like it's one of those things that makes its rounds. Right. So, Brian, if that's a specific reference, we don't know it, but we appreciate the sentiment of it. Uh, Walters has been blown up the chat just a bit. He says, uh, I'm available whenever you guys need me on air. Uh, Inferior, have you ever been to our page? Uh, so, I guess I don't know what uh, Walters is trying to say there, but he also says, Also, check our tape. Gar and Josh sounded like they were talking into a tin can at times. It goes both ways. And so, I will say that whatever kind of filter Walters had going on, it would mute him at times when I, was, when I or you were talking and then on his stream it would do the opposite so if he was talking he would trump over the two of us and so i don't know it's just that filter he had going but it all worked out logistically pretty well so it's the way it goes sometimes we are in tin cans and we paid i don't know this this podcast setup i think was rent ran me like 50 60 bucks so it's not like we're breaking it might have been 100 bucks anyways we're not breaking the bank here so uh you get what you get you don't have a fit uh, to Brian's Brian's point about Tyler Lockett not being eligible for a FanDuel, that's not true. So I don't know why I said that. Do you have any idea? Senile old <laughs> man. That's possible. I mean, obviously, initially we were the Sunday afternoon um, afternoon games only, but then we changed it like week six, week five, week six to Sunday night and Monday night games as well. Obviously, Tyler Lockett was a Sunday night game, I believe. Um, so they are eligible, Brian. I don't know if you're not in the group, me. Maybe so then maybe you missed all the flower dick talk because he didn't mention flower dicks once in here. Um, so I don't know if he's just not in the group, me, or doesn't see those messages. But Brian, that has changed. Just check. All, all players should be available that aren't playing on Thursday night. So. Uh, anything else you want to respond to in this email, Josh? I know I kind of took my shots. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to talk about either to Brian's other points. No, I mean, there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. And, and when I did when I did um, see it and I read it, I, I got a good chuckle out of it. I, I do like how heated he got at times. Um, and, and yeah, I liked it. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate you, Brian. And we know we, we were trying to be nice to Walters. I always make the joke that it's a make-a-wish thing, but that's kind of true if you knew Walters. But... So we were just trying to respect, because really it was supposed to be two podcasts in one. We were doing our podcast for us. He was doing his podcast for his, because he does his own podcast with his own audience and with his own league. So we were doing oh, both. Oh, he knows. He, Brian called it an inferior podcast, remember? Oh, that's true. I'm just saying that we it was pretty much our podcast. Walters really only had two things that were from his. So, I mean, I hope his league got to see what a good podcast looks like. But it was, it was a, a double entendre there, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll move on, because uh, we are going a little bit slow. But we also got a voicemail this week you've got voicemail uh from t specifically for the uh for this segment so let me go ahead and scroll to the right one here we go all right for fave five action movies um i only have one this is fave five action i don't care what you guys say but it's my only movie i'm gonna put on there other news 
what I'm going to ask. Josh, are the Packers in trouble when it comes to Thursday? Um, running backs are looking a little uh, scarce at the moment. Um, obviously, there's still concerns with COVID stuff. Aaron Jones might not be coming back to play Thursday. Um, they have a bunch of no-names looking up to try to you know, play Thursday as far as running backs. Um, just your thoughts on what you think on that. And the Niners are also hurting, so I guess uh, good luck with that, and I uh, appreciate the feedback. So I don't know if T was recording that in a wind tunnel on a phone from 1983, but that's what we got. T, appreciate you reaching out. Josh, your response? Um, I guess there's... <laughs> They're they're in. I guess I would say that yes, they're in trouble. Uh, they'll probably adapt as best they can. Um, I did write an email to Green Bay saying I'm I'm willing to suit up as a decoy, um, just to get eleven bodies on the field if they need me. I'm not sure I'm going to get a reply in time, but um, the Dexter Williams, that's that is the guy, and then uh, Tyler, Tyler Swerven Irvin. There you go. Um, that's, that's going to be, he's more of a wide receiver hybrid. Um, a little shifty guy. He's the one that always goes in motion and stuff. Um, those two are going to have to take a lot of the, take a lot of it. Cause I don't think they're going to rush, um, Aaron Jones back just cause they don't want to, uh, risk furthering that injury, especially since he's in a contract year. Um, and so, um, we might get Alan Lazard back, which would be helpful at times. Give give another option since we failed to do anything at the trade deadline. No, no, no salt there. Um, and so, yeah, overall, I'm only a little nervous. I've got the bleach poured, but I'm not drinking it right now. Gotcha. A uh, little chat update because, again, it is blowing up tonight. So a uh, one Mr. Levi Oki Carmel Bear called for a Brian versus Walters cage match. Um, T says he will cover the pay-per-view sales. That will be three easy payments of $99.95. Um, Levi says I will take six or I have $6, take it or leave it. Walter says payments for the cage match can be made on Venmo at Mr. Jalter. So just a little update. Best Brian and Walters are fighting in a cage match, and I'm excited for that. Who do you think would win? Brian, hands down. I'm sorry, <laughs> Walters, but Brian, hands down. Both hands tied behind his back and a leg chopped off. You lose. Gotcha. Uh, so Ra- Walters left me two voicemails, and so I, you know, every once in a while, me or someone I know will leave a voicemail for him, and he didn't mark them at all. So I don't know if these are both Fave Five. If one of these is for the Fantasy Zone here, I, I asked him in chat. He hasn't responded, so maybe I'll just start one and see how it goes. I don't know how loud this will be. Hey Gar. Hey Josh. What up? It's your boy Walters. Fave Five. Okay. Nope. What up, Gar? What up, Josh? This is your boy, Walters, coming in at the last minute with your Fave 5 list. Okay, apparently submitted two. I don't know what you're doing here, Walters, but I guess I'll figure it out later. Um, oh, they're both are Fave 5. There we go. I just said in chat. Okay, so that's all the Fantasy Zone, I think. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be it for now. All right, Josh, two-minute drill. Sorry, we are moving a little slow today, but it's the way she goes. Got a lot of fan interaction. Uh, we're here to celebrate that. So, Josh, uh, two-minute drill. Are you ready? I know you don't really enjoy the segment maybe as much as you could just yet, but how are you feeling about today? Well, as you can see in the notes, I am ready. Okay. All right, well, before we get that going, 
All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. And whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. A lot of pressure. And here we go. All right, Josh, you are first this week. Let's get it. Got to wait for the go audio f file to load. Are you ready? No. Are you actually not ready? I'm not. <laughs> You're going first this week. You, I mean, should I start the... Because I haven't started oh, the audio oh, yet. I thought, you, I thought you had already started well, it. And I, you were I paused. If I was already. I, right. I probably paused <laughs> it because I didn't want to start it until you were ready. I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin right. your bit, but right. I was not informed. No, it's on. fine. No, it's fine. I didn't inform you. It's my fault. Are I'll you actually try and do a real one here. Let's go. Start it up. I'm ready. I'm talking. lost how much time do i got uh you still probably got about 10 seconds 10 seconds i can't talk about it from all that no, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> he's dizzy oh no okay here i'll come i'll come save the bit all right folks i tried telling you hopefully people are listening not that I'm real original for having this take because they're an undefeated team through seven weeks or seven games, but the Steelers is good. They took down heated division rival Baltimore, who was supposed to be good this year, but I think I feel confident uh, saying that the Baltimore Ravens have been exposed. They have hit that hard regression, uh, unlike the Chiefs um, and other teams that have been successful from year to year. These guys stink. Baltimore is done. Joey Burrow pulled it out, absolutely railed the Tennessee Titans. You love to see it. Joey Burrow is going to be a he's going to be a stud in this league for a long time. And so this year, maybe next year, is going to be a struggle. But once he gets that team around him, whether it's with Zach Taylor at the helm or someone else, it's going to be great. The Colts peg the Lions. You love to see a division rival lose. Two is undefeated, and yikes, Josh. Them Green Bay Packers, huh? Aren't they pretty good? Huh? Hate to see it. All right, Josh, I got first on uh, the next one. Week nine, here we go. So, Josh, is uh, AJ, Jill AJ, Jillen AJ Dillon trying to get the game postponed on Thursday just so he can save Green Bay's sorry asses? I know they are reeling from that loss to a 1-5 and five team, fourth into the division team. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but... Uh, is A.J. Dillon trying to sabotage this whole Thursday night thing? He, I mean, the Thursday night game already ruined Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. What else can be taken from me? Thursday night football? Just get your players in line. Tell Gerby to you know get it under control. We will find out this week who is worse in the AFC South, Jacksonville or Houston. Both teams only have one win, and they play each other, so someone has to get a second one unless they tie. 
Who is the bigger fraud? We will also find out this week between Chicago and Tennessee. They play each other, and they both have better records than their teams indicate they should have. My two AFC West babies play each other, so I'll be sad no matter what. The Raiders play the Chargers, and I don't want it. All right. We had the trade deadline come and go. Um, have some winners and some losers to go over. First off, winner, Avery Williamson, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, came for went to the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers from the defeated New York Jets. Guy's got to be pretty stoked right now. Um, Baltimore Ravens, they've also made a couple trades. Yannick Nagakwe uh, from the Vikings. Um, and so that's going to bolster up their D-line a bit. Seattle Seahawks are considered a winner. Um, they've got Carlos Dunlap coming in. Some of the losers, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay quarterback. You may or may, or not, may, or may not have heard of this guy. Um, Packers were in a place to try and trade for Will Fuller, but the asking price was too high. The only thing I can imagine is um, fantasy trades and somebody asking for two first-round players and giving up three fourth-round players. Um, and so that's kind of what I am pictured going. They just didn't want to get squirreled again like they did with DeAndre. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably true. Bob is out of there. There's no more stoogery at the helm, making terrible decisions. All right, Josh, let's keep it rolling. What's it time for? Fantasy fun time. So it was a race car. Oh, that was a very good race car, Josh. Very good, good job, uh, Mr. Race Car. Tell us about your grain of salt. Honestly, I'm a little bitter. Oh, a little bitter? Not even salty this week, but bitter. Well, I guess I guess I should have gone with the opposite. I'm a little sweet this week. Ooh. I mean, if you if you listen to me last week, you're probably doing pretty good because I had the perfect six and oh. <laughs> yeah, no big so I'm deal. Sitting at, sitting at 39 wins over my six leagues and nine losses. So 81.25% win. Um Going down to the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am sitting at 66%. So some of my wins, definitely lucky. Um, but hey, a win's a win. Make it to the playoffs. Bitch. You're up, Gar. <laughs> what, was, what was that? Oh, Jesus. Okay, I went one and four last week. My worst fantasy week uh, of the year so far. I thought I was going to go 0 and 5, but I played the lowest scoring team in uh, the one league that I won. So shout out to uh, the Too Many Girlies one or Too Many Johnsons one girly league for that. Uh, after going one and four, I am 21 and 19 raw through the regular season. So again, just right at 500, like I say every week. Going down to the uh, intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am now negative overall through all my leagues. I am 219 and 237, so that's a winning percentage of just 48.03. And Josh, I don't think you do the same thing, but I do little colored status bars here of where my team's at based on their overall record against everyone each week. And uh, Two of them are red, two of them are orange, and only one is green. I don't even think it should be green because I just lost my two starting running backs, but I'm 56 and 32 in that league, so I just marked it green because I feel like the numbers tell me I have to. But this season sucks, dude. I've said it every week, but I hate myself. So just a- it's, it's, it's a unique year in the sense like a lot of guys, a lot of guys are getting injured. A lot of guys are um, 
like performing different like Zeke. I think we had to exchange a couple. We had chatted a little bit about him the other day. He's not, yeah, he's not a bad running back. He's a top 10 running back still by, by the scoring stats, but you know, you'd expect more from a guy that you take in the top five picks. Um, and so it, and Dak going down probably has a lot to do with it. Um, but then even, you know, um, guys like CMC and Chubb and, and, um, I guess Derrick Henry's been doing well, but um, who was another one I can't even think of? Kenyon Drake. He was a first-round running back in a lot of people's eyes. Um, CEH with the bell coming in. There's Wait, a lot Josh, of... who is CEH? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Position? He's a running back for Kansas City. Very good. I forgot to say He's earlier. African-American descent. <laughs> every time every time we mention a player, I forgot to mention this bit earlier, you just went through a bunch of players. But for the rest of the pod, just for Brian, we should say their full name, or if we know it, their position and their team, just to please Brian. So if you could do that from the, for the remainder. Yeah, no, you. absolutely. Anything. Anything for <laughs> Brian. Um, but yeah, so a lot of just wonky things, and, and it's not that preseason doesn't play into it but um you know you get covid and and the titans having a game delayed the um, steelers having games delayed because of it um it's definitely a unique season so unless i win there should be an asterisk next to whichever champion takes the cup makes sense to me um and so yeah that's uh so it is a weird year like josh said all right looking at the best values in the FanDuel podcast play along challenge from last week we've got one mr da dalvine cook Tal- talvine cook uh he had he scored 47.6 points um he was the number one scorer we also had one mr patch reich my homies quarterback for uh kansas city we also have one mr donkey kong Matt Kolf, wide receiver for um, Seattle. Russell Wilson scored 28.74 points. He is a quarterback for Seattle. And then Devontae Adams scored 26.8 points, um, and he is a wide receiver for the Green Bay. Um, those are the top overall for the best values. The Somehow the Miami Dolphins defense um, was the number one value with a 5.9 times value. Just absolutely rocked those Rams. Dalvine Cook, running back um, Vikings, he was number two. DJ Dallas was a 4.4 value. was the third best value. He is a running back for Seattle. DK Metcalf, aforementioned wide receiver for Seattle, was number four. And then the Philadelphia Eagles defense was a 4.3 times value. Um, and, you know, they're a defense in Philadelphia. So those were the top guys from last week. And then if I go ahead and go over here to the leaderboard and sort it just so. Josh, how did you do last week? Meh. I think I was like nine. I uh, I made that mistake of thinking Cook's coming off injury, so Madison's going to get a lot of playing time, and I put the Green Bay defense in, which got me a solid rip. Um, and then, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. Uh, so looking at this total scores leaderboard, then the frauds Brian and Jacob are in first and second, but the real first place is one Mrs. Nikita Mitchell, uh, wife for the i don't know i can't can't do it uh she's in first place uh vinegar strokes aka 
aka Aaron. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's now in second with 983.04. And then Jack holds on to third. Mihoff 2017 with 980.06. So right at a second. I thought based on how everyone performed this week, the leaderboard would be shaked up a bit more than it is. But uh, Nikita's still up there. And then Jack is in third still. So we saw Al drop out and Aaron drop in, who I don't think has ever listened to the podcast, but I appreciate him. Uh, Josh, where are you sitting on the leaderboard right now? Do you know? Um, I don't have it pulled up, but I think I'm 11 or 12. You are 12. Uh, Levi Oki will not uh, let me forget that he has passed me on the leaderboard. He is in 14th. I'm in 15th. He has 929.48. I have 928.08. So literally 1.4 points separate me and Carmel, uh, which is kind of embarrassing because this guy doesn't even know what a football is. So the way she goes. Josh. Who do you like this week uh, in the FanDuel Fantasy Podcast Play Along Challenge? And don't forget, name, full name, position, and team. So I was actually uh, going to say I didn't do this. Um, and then I looked at the notes, and it, it, I seem, it seems I did. So, yeah. Well, who, hey. I guess, sorry. Before, who do you like this week? Who did you like last week? Uh, last week, I had said Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, at Cincinnati, and he put up 18.32. Roby Anderson, who is not eligible for our league, but we cater to the masses, Gar. So he was eligible for someone's league. That's true. I'll from just... what I he scored points. Roby it... Anderson, by the way, Brian, is a wide receiver for Carolina. And then Jamichael Hasty, he's a running back for San Francisco, and they played Seattle. He put up 9.6. Yep. Uh, so those are all the players. Roby Anderson not eligible because he played on Thursday night. He did score points, and I think he had a decent night. But just for what it's worth, he I didn't score Josh because he didn't uh, didn't play in the FanDuel challenge. I like Derek Carr last week at Cleveland. He is a quarterback for the Raiders. He only scored twelve point five eight. I picked him on Tuesday before I knew that the Browns Raiders game was going to have like literally forty to fifty mile per hour winds the whole game, like not even gusts, but like consistent, like super windy. So that obviously affected the score. Uh, Devonte Adams, wide receiver, Green Bay versus Minnesota. That was an obvious one. Uh, Twenty-six point eight points, dude. Dunked on us as he always does. And then I said I liked Miles Sanders, running back for Philadelphia, and uh, he didn't play. So that is a yikes right there. Uh, I don't know how Boston Scott did either, but um, it was not a good game all around. So I can't imagine um, Boston Scott did incredible. So. That's who I liked last week. This week, uh, I'm doubling down on the Derek Carr. Again, my two AFC West babies playing each other. Derek Carr, again, a quarterback for the Raiders. He's playing the Chargers, and uh, I think he'll have a great game. He's been bombing it out. They just traded away Desmond King, one of their key corners, so they are ripe for uh, high-scoring games with the Chargers have been used to with Herbie. I also like Dalvin Cook, running back uh, for the Vikings versus Detroit. Um, Dalvin is a every-week start in this FanDuel thing. I forgot about that last week because he was coming back from injury but and he was questionable i guess but dalvin is an every week start and he won't make my list every week but i have to this week against detroit and then i'm going with the riskier one here antonio brown wide receiver tampa bay why not they're playing new orleans should be a good matchup i'm excited to see how it goes and uh, he might be on a snap count but uh all the signs out of, or all the words out of uh, tampa bay is that antonio brown's ready to play so last time brady fed him the ball heavily early and uh, they might do that again if uh, Brady has anything to say about it. Josh, who do you like this week? (coughs) 
That's COVID right there. You better wash your hands. I apologize. Um, I just got COVID. Yeah, sorry the mic. for those of you for those of you listening. Um, put on a mask. Um, you don't want to get a computer virus. And so, somebody that I like this week, Matthew Stafford, quarterback for the Detroit Lions, playing Minnesota. Um, and so we know the Minnesota defense is a little vulnerable at this time, despite the Packers losing. Rogers did have a decent day. Um, so I do think that Stafford can uh, replicate that. Justin Jackson, running back for the Chargers. That's the Los Angeles Chargers, by the way, um, against Las Vegas. I do like his matchup. He catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Las Vegas seems to have a middle-of-the-road defense. Um, and Eckler's still out, and Kelly keeps fumbling the football. A-Rob, Allen Robinson the third. I don't know. Um he is a wide receiver for the Chicago Bars playing Tennessee. Um, I do feel like this could be a um, shootout just because the defenses are kind of up and down. Um, both of them have a decent passing game. Um, and Chicago, you know, they got to throw the ball to someone. That's true. Those are all the people we like this week. Josh, it is time for the Hidden Oaks highlights. And while I write down this segment start time here of 36 minutes and 35 seconds, shout out to Al, who used to hate that bit. Um, last week, the side bet was what, Josh? Running away with it. The running back one and two with the most rush yards. And our winner was Catalina Wine Mixon, a.k.a. Wilbert. Right. Yeah, that is correct. That is Wilbert. Uh, he he got that on the back of Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, um, but that is an that's got to be an upset for Brian, who had Dalvin Cook, who put up a billion yards. But um, yeah, Brian was not able to win it. Willie just eked it out by I think about fifteen yards. I think there was just about a fifteen yard difference between Willie and Brian. So sorry, Brian. Unless there's a stat correction, I took the stats just this morning, but or no, I took them Monday morning, so there could have been a stat correction, but I'm pretty sure Willie won. So sorry, pal. Sucks to suck. Um, side bet this week is Hero Two Zero, and this will be the biggest negative uh, point differential from last week. So whatever you scored in your matchup last week, whatever you score this week, that'll be your differential, and then the biggest negative will win the side bet. So Josh, I'd like to think this would be prime position for me to win my first ever side bet but i did so piss poor last week there's almost no chance unless i don't feel the team that i have the biggest negative differential when am i ever going to win one of these damn things um i would think that the the real winning is the friends you make along the way you people are not my friends i think i've made that very clear um yeah no this one might be i was gonna say that i think um players uh, league members should have to start a lineup they shouldn't just actually tank to get a uh <laughs> and bench everyone to get an extra five skrillas um so t i see you over there scheming don't do it hey he's um, three and five now pal easy he beat brad last week and but yeah but we already knew brad's horseshoe had to come out sooner <laughs> or later true um so there's there there is that right now um so I, i'd say they have to feel the full team with no buys no ir players that's fair i don't think we have anyone who's doing that this year we kind of i kind of got kind of kicked out the one who wasn't changing his lineup every week so i think i think we'll be set i don't think anyone would tank for five dollars because the guy well i guess the only person i think that would do it is jesse he's and he's two and six but i don't think i don't think jesse will even listen to this podcast to know he has the opportunity to not feel the lineup and potentially get five bucks and even if you do jess we won't give it to you so yeah um that's true 
We're going to go through another quick quarterly queue, a.k.a. look at the standings in our league. It has been eight weeks. We have had eight matchups. It's a good time just to get a quick snapshot of where the league's at. We will start breaking down the league further, much to Brian's chagrin, probably about week 10, after week 10, once we get right into the playoff season. So, But for now, we'll just go through a quick standings update. Josh, you are 7-1 and one atop the league alone. Uh, two 6-2 and two teams are the two Canoops. We have Brian and Bradley. And four place all alone we have game of jones garrett in fifth place um we have a lot of four and fours we have jer bear jeremy pribolo 067 dump pass on two we have we dem boynes adju hammer we have uh t mitchell nikita mitchell and we have the walking tacos Derek schultz Moving down to ninth place, we have another four people all tied up here. We have the Catalina Wine Mix and Wilbert Schultz, the Hidden Oaks football team, Garlic Johnson, Hotel Motel Galladay Inn, Eric um, Landvik, and then Dumpster Fire, a.k.a. Tyler Lawrence. The last two spots are also tied at two and six. Mother Tuckers and Shoe Slingas. The more sets just cannot pull it off this year. Uh, some would say it's because of points against. Some would say it's because they're just real bad. And some would say it's because they're cursed because the whole baby name rights thing. Um, most points for we have Josh. Shocking that he is on top of the league and has the most points for. Least points for is T. He has 817 points to Josh's 1134. Quite a gap there. Uh, middle of the road, we have looks like Nikita, no, not Nikita, um, Willie and Jamie, who are about the, the 920 range. Uh, but those are all the ranges for points for. Points against, we have the least, the most points against, excuse me, is me. So that's all you're going to hear me cry about for the rest of the year. I have over a 1,032 points against. The least points against is Bradley, who still has the horseshoe, 768.92 points against. Uh, so Bradley must be nice, although you got dumped on by T last week. Um, Hammer, Willie, Jesse, and Jamie are all the next most points against and then Derek and Brian and Garrett are the next most most least against, least most against. Uh, so that's how that breaks down. We don't care about the home or the away records. Uh, we can look at the win streaks here just for a second. On the biggest win streak we have, oh no, I can't scroll. I lost my ability to scroll. Jeremy's on a three win streak. There we go. Jeremy, Josh, you're on a two. Um, four loss streak is Eric. Eric's been struggling. I'm on a three loss streak along with Wilbert, um, even though he won the, but Wilbert's pocketing some money here. Uh, what do we got for moves, Josh? What's the moves leaderboard looking like? Do you have none of that? So, no, I don't. I'm looking at the live presidential results. Uh, that's, I mean, it's only not even six o'clock. Those not be coming in very quick. Um, all right. So then, most moves is the Jer Bear Jeremy. He has made 19 moves. Bradley and I have made 18. 17 moves are from Derek and Eric. Least amount of moves is Jamie. That's probably why she's on the bottom of the league. She only made four moves. Garrett's only made six. T has only made eight. I know early on T just didn't care about his team and was just not doing anything with it. It seems like now he's trying to put it in a few effort that he's won three games. But T, make a couple moves. Manage your team. Like Brian was giving us a spiel on the whatever on the email maybe two, three weeks ago. Pick yourself up by your goddamn bootstraps and manage your team like a man. That's, that's what Brian sounds like, right? Yeah. I didn't know. How many moves do I have? I thought I'd be near the bottom. For what? Points for? Points against? No, uh, moves. Oh, for moves? Uh, where were you? Did I say? 
Where are you? Sour Kareem and Tunyon. You are one, two, three, four, five. You're in fifth place for moves at 16 or 17. 16 or 17, oh, I can't tell. I suppose streaming defenses and kickers does that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every week, that's uh, it's two pickups potentially, so... All right, that was the quick quarterly queue. Those are our standings. Like I said, we'll do one more of those. Well, no, actually, by after week 10, we'll start breaking down this league further as we hit playoff season. All right, Josh, I think that's everything for the Hidden Oaks highlights, yeah? Yeah. Do you have any other interesting standings, uh, tidbits, or anything else on the league? Are you going to win no. this thing or what? No. I'm ready to be disappointed. <laughs> are you? You ready to be yeah, hurt I again? I feel like... I feel like the 2011 Green Bay Packers going in hot, 15 and one record, and get outed by the Giants in the first round. The nine and seven Giants, no less. Yeah, so that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, and so th- there's that. But hey, great regular season success kind of makes me happy. 12, 13 weeks out of the year instead of you know struggling through and then making it to the playoffs. So I'll take it, I guess. Right. I mean, we've got, um, we've got seven playoff teams. And so if you get that first place in the regular season, you get a first week or first round by, then you make it into the semis. Then you've got a 75% chance of making some money. So I'd say those, those are pretty good nods. Yep. Um, so moving on to what we have as a, through our season long predictions. Uh, do you want to well, do that? I mean, introduce the segment, Josh. This is obviously we got a lot of kids are in school right now. Okay. We're about halfway through a semester, halfway through the football season, special segment just tonight. We're doing midterms. And so like Josh said, we're going to do our, we're going to see how we're doing on our season long predictions, check in on those. We did the two fifty six before the season where we predicted all 256 games throughout the whole season. We're going to see how we're doing there. And then we're each going to take a midterm test that we've prepared for the other. So doing a little bit of a school bit here, trying to have fun, have a little distraction. So we're doing midterms. This is the segment. But Josh, um, season-long predictions, do you have those in front of you by chance? Um, I do. I'm so proud of you. All right, well, why don't you break some down because I feel like I talked a lot in the highlights there. Wait, um, so are you talking about like the 256 or do you want me to do the stud dud or what? Uh, you can start with the stud, dud, and positional leaders because I think the uh, 256 is a little more interesting. Okay, so stud, dud. Um, I'll just rapid fire through your studs real quick. Uh, you had Philip Rivers, Mark Ingram, Randall Cobb, and Hayden Hurst. Um, Philip Rivers projected 224.7. He's at 102.2, so about halfway to his mark. Has to have one more big game before then. Um Mark Ingram, he's struggling a bit. He has been injured. He was projected 160. He's sitting at around 40 points. Randall Cobb, he's doing well. Um, He's on pace to beat his projection of 127. He's at 79. Hayden Hurst is about half, just over halfway. Um, He was projected 142, um, and he's at 83. My studs, Teddy B, um, he was projected 206. He's currently sitting at 130, so he's on his way to beating that. Josh Josh Kelly. Josh, you're not saying their position in their team, by the way. I just, you know, Josh Kelly running back <laughs> Los Angeles chargers. Uh, he was projected 82.6. He's currently sitting at 53.4. So he's on his way to beating that projection. Alien lizard, Alan Lazard, uh, Iowa state wide receiver currently playing for the green Bay Packers. He was projected 132.7. Um, he has 52. He was on pace until he got hurt and missed last four games. Um, so hopefully he can come back and tear the league up and then Taysom Hill tight end, Quarterback, running back, kick returner, punt returner for the New Orleans Saints. He was projected 72.7, and he's at 30.52. Going on to the duds, Carson Wentz, 
quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles, Ginger, projected 266. He's at 151 and a half. Um, so he, his current pace would have him beating his projection. Aaron Jones, he was projected 240.4. He's sitting at 115. His current pace, he would not beat his projection, but it would be close despite missing the last few games. Mike Evans um, projected he's a wide receiver. Um for, for Tampa Bay, Tom, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was projected 240.2. He has 109.3. So he is currently on pace to becoming a dud. Mark Andrews, tight end for the, uh, I almost said Baltimore Colts. Wow. Uh, Baltimore How old Ravens, are you? Were you even alive right? when the Baltimore Colts were no. a thing? <laughs> Um, he was projected 200. He's currently sitting at 80.5. So good call there for now. Um, Kyler Murray, um, going on to my duds, Kyler Murray quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He was projected just shy of 300. He's currently sitting at 195.58. I'm looking like a fool with my pants on the ground. Um, Delvin cook, um, he was projected 290. He's currently sitting at 161.9 running back um, for the Vikings running back Vikings, black, long hair. Um, he is on pace to beat his projection. Last week had a lot to do with that. Mike Evans, uh, somehow he has scored 21 more points for me than he did for Garlic. Oh, no. So, I made a mistake. Sorry. So, um, yeah, yeah, suck it, Josh. The same. Um, and then Darren <laughs> Waller, who he, he was projected 188.4. He currently has 98. So he's on pace to beat it. So tight, my duds are tight all end for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, uh, data entry is a hard job, Josh, okay? I really struggle with something like this. I live in Excel at the number pad every day, but I just can't do it, okay? Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we also predicted our positional leaders, a.k.a. who would be the best in our fantasy league. Josh, you had Drew Brees being the QB1. He is currently QB16 and still behind Dak, who has not played for a couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, Drew Brees is a quarterback for the Saints, by the way. Running back, Josh, you had Saquon Barkley running back for the New York Giants. Uh, obviously, he tore his ACL week one, week two. He is currently running back 90, and he will not be RB1. Josh predicted Julio Jones, wide receiver for Atlanta, to be wide receiver one. He's currently wide receiver 19. Um, but with Calvin Ridley getting uh, hurt, he definitely has a chance to rock it up there. And then Mark Andrews was Josh's predicted positional leader for tight ends. He's a tight end for Baltimore. He's currently tight end seven, so he's definitely got a chance there. <coughs> for me, I predicted predicted Dak Prescott to be QB1 on the year. He's currently QB15, obviously out for the year. He will not. But let's be clear, on early, he was on pace to be QB1 by a mile. So until yes, he, he broke his ankle in like 15 different pieces, Dak was looking like a good pick. I'm pretty um, sure his ankle fell off, and the only thing keeping it in, like in his looking like it was connected to his body was a sock, because that thing he could rotate it. Yeah, um, and I think I, I watched Virgil Green for the Chargers do the same thing a week later, and it was gross. Um, anyways, for oh by the way, Dak Prescott's a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, running back positional leader, I predicted Dalvin Cook. I did it last year, and he got banged up. This year, I'm doing it again. He's currently running back two, only behind Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara is running back for the Saints. Dalvin Cook is a running back for the Vikings, and so Dalvin's right there. Um, I don't know if the Saints have had their bye yet or not. The Vikings have, and Dalvin missed the game, so Dalvin's got a shot. I also took Julio Jones, wide receiver Atlanta for my wide receiver. Um, he is still wide receiver 19. And then I took George Kittle, a.k.a. 
Um, George Kitty, he is tight end three, but he is out uh, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. So he will not be tight end one. He, he's either done for the year or at least done for three weeks. I think they put him on IR. So eight weeks is what they said. So that's pretty much the season. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, and they haven't had their bye yet. So I guess maybe he could play week 17, but I don't think he's going to put up a thousand points in week 17. So I hate to see it. So, uh, Josh has a chance with Mark Andrews. We both have a chance with Julio Jones, and I have a chance with Dalvin. So about 50-50. Yeah. Is there any – what else did I have pegged here? Oh, the 256, Josh. Go ahead and break this down for us. You've been doing some work, some uh, analysis work. How's our 250 slicks looking through the first eight weeks of the NFL season? Well, since they had some uh, schedule changes due to COVID, had to kind of alter how we usually do this walkthrough. So instead of doing um, how we are on a game-by-game basis to figure out that accuracy, I just did it kind of by plus or minuses on the win percentage. Um, and so sitting at um, zero, mean zero different differential between the actual wins and what we predicted. So meaning you're um, right on. Right on. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um, I'm at six six teams that I projected right on and you're at seven. Um, So good for you there. Um, As with a one game differential plus or minus, I'm at 13. You're at 14. Um, With a two game differential, um, I'm at eight. You're at seven, a three game differential. We both have three teams and then a four plus um, I have two and you have one. So you're doing a little bit better here. And I think we had texted a couple of weeks ago about this and and I had asked if we could just kind of lose the data because I knew (laughs) I was doing bad. But um, when I, when going through this, the overall records, I was a lot closer on some of the teams than I thought. So I'm okay with it. Um, The week by week or the game by game one is going to be a little bit different, I think. Right, and with you know with games moving around, that's gonna make it be a bit of a struggle bus, anyways. Um, I didn't. I guess I don't see where the, I don't know if you took these notes separately, or I guess I don't see where these notes are. Who are the teams we're nailing? At least mention those. Like, who did we get on the nuts, and who are we failing at? Or do you not have oh, that? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do that, but I can look through mine. So Cincinnati and Cleveland, I have uh, Green Bay, I have um, correct as well. Uh, the Chargers, I was right on New York jets. We were both right on. Um, and then Tennessee, I had at five and two as well at this time, uh, for you, you had Carolina, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Minnesota, um, the jets, Seattle and Tampa Bay. So you, you did quite well in those, all those there. Um, as far as like the, the shocking ones, the ones where we're both kind of off or where Um, We have the biggest differential from what's actually happening. Chicago, I'm two games under what um, they're actually sitting at. And you were five games. You had them at 0-8 at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Chicago. (laughs) Hey, no no worries. And they're they're five and three. I had them at three and five. Um, Another one, Dallas, I had at six and two. You had them at five and three. Um, They're currently two and six. Dak getting hurt has a lot to do with it. But then their defense playing blindfolded for, well, (laughs) Eight weeks now probably has a lot to do with that as well. Um, and then Pittsburgh, we were both off on. I had them at three and four. You had them at four and three. And they're the only undefeated team left. Uh, so that's those are kind of the teams where we hit the biggest kind of um, whoops um, moments. Right. Thank you for breaking that down, Josh. We will see again at the end of the year how we did in our 256. Obviously, when you predict 
every single game preseason, you're going to be wrong on some things. But when teams stay healthy and, you know, things that you think will come true come true, it's kind of cool to see how right you can be by the end of the year. So appreciate you doing those numbers for us, Josh. Before we get too far, shout out again to the chat. T, going back to last second second segment, he said, I will see you boys in the playoffs. So three and five T, think he's ma- thinks he's making a push here. And then That's Al, cute. Audio Al said, where's Walters this week? Um, t- rough subject there, Al. It's not, it's not, let's not go there. Um, so Josh, we have, uh, it's time for the test. Um, please make sure to put your phones away. Do not, uh, do not cheat here. Um, you know, I feel pretty good about my test. I don't know how much effort you did or did not put into yours. So would you like, do you feel great about your test or would you be okay if I go second? So that means you take your test second. Um, I'll, I'll, I mean, I told you I was going to do kind of a, a who am I? Yep. Big, and big, uh, so I can do that. I just have to find where I hid the text and <coughs> change it back to a color that I can read. Would <laughs> you put it in um, the, you can't just make yeah, a separate I, document, can you? No. Well, cause then you know that it's in a separate document. I got to put it yeah, in I mean, there. And, so Josh, you see what I do is we have the uh, on air production meeting. We have the joint Gmail account that we both access for the show, but through all the dot, like I've just shared all the docs with my personal account. So I just access all the docs with my personal account and you could do the same. I know you have a personal Gmail account. I'm just saying you could create it in your own personal G, G drive and then but whatever sorry continue so you're saying hang on you want me to take the time to share the documents we already have set up so i can yep. open them in another account and create a file or create a sheet to take notes in i mean take, just, just specifically for these separate notes like our fave fives and separate things notes. we keep from each other as yeah. opposed to skipping a step and just writing these notes and hiding them. And just putting white white text color? Yeah, I guess. Yep. All right. So I can go first. I have no problem. Okay. Um, player, and I actually, hang on. I have to try and remember who I wrote down. Um, Bra- uh, player I can, one. I can hear Brian typing angrily right now. Uh, player one, I am a top 10 wide receiver on my new team when it comes to yards per game. And I'll give you a couple seconds. If you think you know it, you can go ahead and buzz in. Your name is your buzzer. So that, that's, uh, the, that's the clue I got right there? Do you that's have... clue one. That's oh, okay. clue one. I have four clues for okay. everybody. Okay. Top 10 on their top 10 receiver. Got it. Top 10 receiver when it comes to yards per game. Okay. Clue number two. My team's starting running back has disappointed fans that drafted him as a top 15 pick in fantasy this year. Okay. Clue number three. I average almost 20 points per game for a Hidden Oaks member and like to think I'm the reason he's in the playoff race. (laughs) Okay. I should probably be writing this down, but I'm not. Okay. I got nothing yet. Clue number four. I've caught passes from two quarterbacks this year, but don't let that fool you about the QB1 being hurts. I mean, all right, Gar, I've got to assume you've talked about Zeke a lot. You've talked about hurt quarterbacks. It's got to be CeeDee Lamb, final answer. Ooh, sorry, Gar. You failed. Uh-huh. The correct answer is Travis Fulgham, oh, wide, receiver for the, um, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. See, the first one, he played for Detroit last year, so that's I, why he's I on a new that. team. Okay. Um, starting running back, Miles Sanders, he's been hurt and he was consent. He was, you know, a top 15 pick. 
he is averaging 20 points per game for Jeremy, actually. Um, and so he's averaging that, but he's only a top, he's like a 25 wide receiver because he didn't play the first three weeks. And then he's got two passes from two, or he's got passes from two quarterbacks. And see, that's the hint that I thought you might pick up on because I said, I've caught passes from two quarterbacks this year, but don't let that fool you about QB one being hurts. Jalen hurts threw him a pass in his last game. I didn't, I didn't hear the S there. You got me. Yeah. So yeah, I I actually went through and I looked at the stat tracker to find Jalen Hurts had one pass, one completion. I was like, if it's Travis Fulgham, this is gonna be gold. Sure enough, Travis Fulgham. <laughs> All right, Josh, what do we got for question number two here on my midterm? Player number two. My fantasy value is quite nice, seeing as I'm scoring more than eight of the eleven guys drafted ahead of me in Hidden Oaks. So, so is this the guy? Is this the guy drafted twelve? <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I, oh, I'll that, actually. Or is it eight um, at their position? I'm confused. Dra- he's so he's a quarterback. I'll give you that hint. Okay. Um, and he's his he's drafted. He's scored more than eight of the eleven quarterbacks drafted ahead of him. Okay, so it's a positional. Dra- okay, gotcha. I understand yep. now. Please yep, continue. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Um, clue number two. I've scored 15 or more points in all but two weeks so far. And for those weeks, I apologize. Okay, got nothing. Clue number three. I try not to let injuries get me down, and I'm thankful to have a tight end that I love. Hmm. Clue number four. Getting receivers can be hard, but it's the thought that counts. One more time. Last clue. Finding receivers can be hard, but it's the thought that counts. All right, Gar. I've, again, I feel, I feel like I'm getting baited here a little bit, but it sounds like Aaron Rodgers' final answer. It is. Yeah. Suck it. See, um, um, Eric drafted him in, in late in the round, and so the top three top three quarterbacks are all, you know, those are the three that he's not outperforming, but he's definitely outperforming quite a few. Um, his two weeks that he didn't score 15 or more, that would be um, the Tampa Bay game and then his bye week. Um, and then he has Robert Tunyon, who he just loves to throw the ball to because he can catch it. Um, and I'd see, I was trying to bait you with Brady, and I'm guessing that's the other guy you were thinking of. Uh, no, he didn't cross my mind, actually, honestly. Oh, really? I was thinking Rogers the um, whole way through. Okay, so yeah, so you're kind of right on to it there. But Brady was another guy that kind of falls into this category of for the first three clues. And then finding receivers can be hard. Um, and that goes to the draft and then the trade deadline. Right. And so, um, but yeah, no, Rodgers was player number two. All right, player number three. This is the final one, right? Player number three? Yep, yep. And so this is a running back. I this is the difference that. between a D and an F. Okay, go for it. Yep. Um, COVID's real. Trust me. I've seen its impact. <laughs> okay. Clue number two. My quarterback's hurt. My team's a dumpster fire, and my coach might get fired, but I'm not going to gossip. Okay. Clue number three. I can't guarantee I'm going to score you touchdowns, but I can guarantee at least 10 points a week. Clue okay. number four. I'm really sorry if you drafted me because it just means you're not sure what you're doing. So this is a wide receiver that got COVID. No, running back. Oh, right. Oh, fuck. I was thinking wide receivers all the time. Okay, that's on me. I didn't listen. Running back that got COVID. The team's a dumpster fire. Sorry if you drafted me. 
I, sh- I should probably know, and Josh would probably pick a guy that I would think of, maybe a guy in my team or a guy I should know. He probably won't just pick a random NFL player, but maybe he did. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know who got COVID on the year, so that's that's a stinker of a clue for me. Who's on a bad team? Who? What are the NFL teams here? I'm going to cheat slightly. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Le'Veon Bell didn't get COVID, did he? I don't think he did. Okay, I'm just going to finish this. I'll go with... God, I honestly have no... I honestly have zero clue. I'll just go with... God, I really don't know. I'll just say Le'Veon Bell, final answer. I have no idea, dude. No, um, I don't think the Chiefs are a dumpster fire, and Andy Reid is definitely not going to get fired. Um, I good get effort. Sorry, um, James Robinson... Oh. Running back, Jacksonville Jaguars. Got the starting job because Reichwell Armstead ended up with COVID and is out for the season. Um, showed that he actually is a playmaker despite being undrafted. Gardner Minshew just got hurt, and he's been hurt. The team is 1-7, and seven, and Doug Marone is on the hot seat. So he's, But I haven't heard James Robinson say a single word. He does. He doesn't get many touchdowns, right? He hasn't gotten many touchdowns this year, but he has gotten at least ten points every week in PPR. And if you drafted him, I'm you didn't know what you're doing because he was the fourth running back on the depth chart during drafts. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but he's sitting at RB five right now, I believe. Um, I was trying to lead you into Zeke because Zeke had COVID. Um, Dax hurt the team right. is a dumpster fire and McCarthy's been on the is is kind of on the hot seat. People are saying sure. he does he's gotten about ten points a week. Gotcha. Okay, that's yeah. I guess Zeke did get COVID, but it was like preseason, like training camp, right? Like I don't think it was during the season, was it, or was it? Right, and and so that's why I didn't say he gotcha. got it during the season. I sure. just said COVID's right. real. No, yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right, cool. That was good. That was, that was good. If you put some thought into that, I appreciate that. And uh, that was my midterm. I got a thirty-three percent, so I am definitely a failure. All right, Josh, I got a couple more questions for you, but I think they'll go quicker. Um, but you know, we're not we're not time boxing ourselves here. These are midterms. Midterms. Can I use important. a calculator? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead and grab one. Um, all right, so Josh, question number one for you. This one's a multiple choice. This team is four and four on the cups of the pl- on the cusp of the playoffs and projected to finish seventh. This team has the ninth most points scored and the eighth most points against in the league. Am I the Oakland Raiders? Uh, we Dem Boyds, Team Mitchell, or the Carolina Panthers? Obviously, take a oh, second geez. to think about it. I'm I'm over here thinking we Dem Boyds. What team do they play in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, you see, I, mi- um, I mixed reality and fantasy there for you, just to make it even a little bit trickier. Yeah, no, that is tricky. Um, four and four. Can I get the teams one more time? Yeah, so we have um, Oakland Raiders, We Dem Boyds, a.k.a. Andrew Hammer, T. Mitchell, your wife, or Carolina Panthers. And they... They're on the cusp of the playoffs. They're projected to finish seventh in the league. Uh, they have the ninth most points scored in the league, um, but the eighth most points against in the league. Team Mitchell. Nailed it. One out of one, Josh. 
See, I tried to make these questions a little more related to you, so you had a chance yeah, at getting I mean, them. I, I was going to say Oakland, but that's not even a real team. Right. And I think the two NFL teams I picked are either – I think I don't know if either of them are 4-4. Four and four. I just picked two teams that are kind of middle of the road. Raiders might be 4-4. Four and four. But anyways, uh, we'll, we'll move on. Question two. This RB is currently running back seven in full PPR fantasy. They have 531 rushing yards this year, averaging 3.8 yards per carry, and they have over five total scores. Are they Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, or Aaron Jones? The kind of four running backs all in the realm of Josh. How many touchdowns? Uh, They have over five total scores this year. Aaron Jones. That is incorrect. Um, It is Todd Gurley. Guy on that your was, that was yeah on your fantasy team so that was my next guess I know Aaron Jones is like seven so uh, all right so you are one for two Josh this is question number three this is that you basically fill in the blank um, open open answer there's no multiple choice here out of an eligible eleven fall podcast so far including tonight how many times have you asked me how I'm doing during the intro chit chat out of an eligible eleven fall podcast this year seven it is nine nine out of eleven oh, i'm so a you're, nice kid you're doing All right. you're doing real good nine eleven never forget and also worth noting fun fact you're on a nine week streak so you missed the first two fall podcasts but every week since then you have asked me how i'm doing and josh i gotta say i am flattered so that was a little bit harder but you're one for three right now Josh, question number four. Who are the, again, open-ended, who are the three undefeated quarterbacks in the NFL? Just got to guess. Three undefeated quarterbacks in the right. NFL? Obviously, if there's three of them, their teams are undefeated, but these specific quarterbacks, when they started, their team is undefeated. Uh, Big Ben. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Um, Landry Jones, back up to Big Ben. No, uh, uh, right. No, I guess I, he didn't start. Um, I know. Um, so Big Ben, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, nailed it! That's two out of three. Uh, well, I thought that one would be the toughest. So the third one should be a little more obvious. Uh, Someone who has only started a small amount of games. Some would say who has started one game. Kyle Allen? Negative. It is Tua. Tua started one game. Oh, that's right. You got two out of three. I was thinking Washington for some reason because I know Dwayne Haskins started and then he got benched. And to be completely honest, I did not 100% foolproof fact check this, so maybe Kyle Allen's true, but I don't think it is, and I knew these three were for sure. So of the three I thought of, you got two out of three. did a good job. Question number five, Josh. All right, I got a who am I, just uh, in the spirit of you. Who am I? I am on the top of my division. I am undefeated at home. I have the third best scoring offense in the league. I am, I am led by one of the top quarterbacks in the game. I have a solid one-two running back punch. But my receivers besides one are questionable at best. Finally, my name references something that is quite historic. Who am I? I can run through that list again if you want. Yeah, one more time. All right. Who am I? I am on the top of my division. I am undefeated at home. 
I have the third best scoring offense in the league. I am led by one of the top quarterbacks in the game. I have a solid 1-2 running back punch, but my receivers besides one are questionable at best. Finally, my name references something that is quite historic. Who am I? Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It is not, Josh. Obviously, I was heavily baiting you there into the Green Bay Packers, uh, but this is not actually a real NFL football team. This is Team Nuke Skywalker, a.k.a. your Victoria's Secret uh, team. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> All right, this last one. First off, Green Bay is not undefeated at home. So. I know. That's why I said I was trying to bait you into Green Bay, but all the facts didn't fit Green Bay. All right. <laughs> okay. I thought that one would be more fun than it was. Uh, last question. <laughs> Essay question. Feel free to give as long or short as an answer you want. In the AFC, taking away the Chiefs and the Steelers, who else could really contend in the playoffs as things sit right now? I hate essays. Draw dick on paper. All right. <laughs> no. Um, as far as AFC teams... And I could list off the AFC teams if you want, taking away the Steelers and the Chiefs. I mean, Ravens are obviously up there as well. They've got a decent defense. They made some moves. Um, Lamar, he's always kind of a wild card. Um, and staying in the same division, Cleveland's actually doing pretty solid. Um, and so they... They are five and three right now, and so they have an opportunity to um, opportunity to make some waves in the playoffs if they need to. Indianapolis as well. Um, so th- honestly, I think it's too early to say just because of everything that's going on. I can guarantee the Jets don't do anything in the playoffs, um, so I will guarantee that piece. Um, but yeah, I mean Tennessee is another team that kind of sticks out um, just because of their record at this time. But there's there's still a lot of football left to be played. And can I go ahead and hand in this essay late? My dog ate my homework and I have to be home. Yeah, that's fine. I'll accept that answer. That's good enough. I put down as my, like the, in the answer key, I put down anyone but Baltimore because I feel like they suck, but it's a fine answer from you, I guess, if I'm being objective. So overall, Josh, you got question one. Um, question four, you're pretty good on. And question six will give you full credit. So you got about 50%. I'd say not bad. Not bad for a midterm. Sounds like college. <laughs> At least maybe the first go round. Sounds like you turned it around later, though. Yeah, uh, that's right. That was our midterm. A bit of a, bit of a you know, bump in the road, longer segment. But I think it was worth it. I enjoyed that. And it's only going to happen once this year. So you, uh, if you didn't like it, it's over. Uh, all right, Josh. It's time for the moment that everyone has been waiting for. What time is it? Fave five. Very good, Josh. It is time for the fave five. And this week's fave five is action movies. We've got a lot of submissions this week. Um, so let's dump, d- dive right into them. From Brad, the guy who puts in the minimal effort but still contributes, he has Batman Begins, John Wick, Wanted, Italian Job, and The Dark Knight. A little disappointed that there's only two Batman films in Bradley's top five action, but, uh, you know, not bad. Not bad list. Any thoughts there, Josh? Nope. All right, we'll move on to Jamie's then. Jamie gave a little explanation for us here, and uh, so I don't get yelled at by Walter for sounding like I'm underwater. I'll move my tablet over here. Jamie has at number five, The Pink Panther. Da bugger. 
Love how his shenanigans actually solve the case. Obviously, big shout out to Steve Martin there. Number four, she has the Bourne identity, Jason Bourne. What a sneaky plot. He has skills and no idea why. He is trying to solve his own mystery. Number three for the Jim Jam 93, After the Sunset, Selma Hayek stealing diamonds. Nice. Number two, she has Fast and the Furious. Only the first one. The other 28 iterations are excessive. Jamie, you couldn't be more wrong. I hope there are at least 28 more iterations from the eight they already have right now. And Jamie's number one is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Perfect balance of making out and ass kicking. What about that list, Josh? Anything jump out to you? Uh, I agree with her number two. The first one's great. The other 28 iterations are excessive. Right. How fucking dare you, Josh? Those are all great movies, and you know it. They Okay, up to five. I will give you up to five, but six and six through 42 lost my interest for some reason. And yet you're still going to go see 9, 10, and 11, aren't you? I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. Well, it's your, that movie's very entertaining. It's very fun. You should go see it. Okay. Uh, anyways, that was Jamie. Josh, I'd like to give you the Brian honors if you are so prepared. Um, I can be very prepared in, in approximately a just a couple seconds. Moment, yeah. So Brian's coming in at number five against all odds. Rachel Ward <laughs> is ultra hot. He has more. The more the movie itself is merely okay, but the car chase scene is unreal, especially for the time. Made in 1984, but worth a rental on Netflix or Prime. Oh, God. How old is this guy? He thinks you rent on Netflix. <laughs> you, um, sorry, if you can find it. Again, Rachel Ward, worth the price of admission. Number four, The French Connection. Another oldie, 1971. This one stands the test of time. Swept to the Oscars for picture, actor, director, etc. I think it won like six or eight Oscars. So didn't necessarily sweep it. Um <laughs> You youngsters would appreciate it, so look it up. Again, really great car chase. Die any, hard. Any movie original. from 1971 can't be that great. Let's just say that. Die hard, the original. Sequels were okay, but the original was by far and away the best. Number two, Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Number one, Saving Ryan's private saving private Ryan. If you don't consider this an action movie, go rewatch the first 30 minutes again. It's gut wrenching. And I think it's the movie which best depicts what war is like in world war two. So realistic, so powerful. Oh, so saving private Ryan, Josh, I don't think, do you, did any of these movies come out after the year 1990 gladiator? What year did that come out? Do you know any chance? Uh, no, I don't. All right, but so that that'd be the newest film, Saving Private Ryan. Obviously, not too ancient, but uh, great, great film there. Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts on this oldies list in front of you, Josh? Nope. Brian told us to give more thoughts on the weekly Fave Five contributors, Josh, and you were not doing that so far. I thought he summed it up quite well. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what do we got next here on my list? I've got Al. Audio Al submitted a day early and not while the podcast was going. So that's kind of a shocker. Let's see what Audio Al had to say. And I uh, probably got to crank up the volume here. So I'll do that first so we don't miss his first couple seconds. And here we go. What's up, boys? It's Audio Al coming at you live with the top five uh, action action movies. This one is a tough one. There's just so many good movies. We'll go honorable mentions. John Wick 1 through 3. 
and probably number four, honestly, of Fast and Furious 1 through 30 or however many they're doing. Number five, Never Back Down, that boxing movie. Number four, The Interview with uh, Seth Rogen, James Franco. Same, same, but different. (laughs) Number three, we'll go with Team America, World Police. America, yeah. Uh, Number two... Uh, 21 Jump Street. And then number one, we'll go with The Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, that, that's hands down. Catch you later. All right, Josh, thoughts on that list? Um, I feel like if I put any thought into it, I'd have put more thought into my review than his actual list. <laughs> uh, obviously, got to shout out the Fast and Furious movies and uh, and John Wick, although I've never seen the movies. I hear they are fantastic they are good no his his list was pretty good i'll give it to him uh-huh. al's always come in with uh movies and things that i just never would have expected from him so really always, so always interesting he's a little more of a, a fine wine or he's a little more mysterious or i guess what do you think it is about al that he's so unexpected to you yeah no he's like a uh, he's like a mysterious fine wine he's like one of those cork pulls that you pull out of a hat and then you get drawn like you could get karkov you could get sailor jerry's you can get crown royal and you're, you're getting somewhere in the middle all right. Well, Al, shout out to you for being a mysterious uh, a cork pull. Uh, our next submission is coming from first-time voicemailer and receiver of two kind of two dollars, Jeremy Prib now and he wanted this little disclaimer on there. He says, uh, "Got my got my Fave Five message on Anchor. Need the two bucks." So, Jeremy, if you're in desperate need of two bucks, you probably reevaluate your life. But may I add a disclaimer that I went traditional shoot 'em up action, no adventure, sci-fi, fantasy, or comic book slash superhero. Those are categories of their own and so jeremy let it be known that i personally had a similar inkling and i appreciate your integrity uh, but anyways let's see what jer bear had to say hey guys this is your uh hidden oaks neighbor jeremy coming to you with my fave five action films so number five john wick film series uh this film series really brought back the traditional action film to the new generation uh number four point break i mean you have an ex-quarterback named johnny utah who becomes an FBI agent, befriends surfers that are bank robbers and dress up as ex-presidents. I mean, can't go wrong there. Uh, number three, Lethal Weapon, uh, probably the greatest buddy cop film series of all time with uh, quote like, I'm too old for this shit. I mean, that resonates with me now more than ever. Number two, Rambo film series. First Blood is the purest of all action films. I mean, you have a quote like, don't push it or I'll give you a war you won't believe greatest and number one die hard film series all i gotta say there is yippee ki and a controversial statement greatest christmas movie ever josh is die hard a christmas movie this is a heated debate absolutely okay all right and why is that uh because it's a christmas movie what what makes it a christmas movie oh okay well see there you go there's at least a reason there um, so any thoughts on the rest of Jer Bear's list there? Obviously, he's not as old as Brian, but at least certainly our elder. Um, so I mean, I, I like it. It was a good list. So a lot of respectable choices on there. I'm seeing a trend with the John Wick movies. So um, shout out there. Spoiler, um, John Wick didn't make my list, if anybody cares, if anyone wants to turn off the podcast now. But um, All right, bye. I also like how he he was willing to say, I'm too old for this shit, but he was unwilling to say, yippee motherfuckers. I don't know, understand what the difference is there, but Jeremy, we, Words pre- hurt. 
we appreciate your contribution. Uh, who do I got next on my list here? Uh, we'll go Walters next because Carmel Bear will save for last because he has the most refined um, movie taste. He's actually uh, he has an art degree. Obviously, you have to listen to that guy last. So, Walters, what do you got to say, pal? What up, Gar? What up, Josh? This is your boy Walters coming in at the last minute with your fave five list for action movies all right number five we're going to start it off with true romance 1993 christian slater and patricia arquette fantastic film i haven't seen it in a little while but i'm definitely going to check it out here again real soon number four the boondock saints in 1999 absolutely love this film willem dafoe is genius in this film Go see it. Number three, in 2010, this movie was made, Inception. It's got to be one of my favorite Leo movies. Absolutely love it. Number two, The Matrix, back in 1999. Absolutely love this film. And number one, it has probably the best movie name ever, Saving Private Ryan, back in 1998. All right. Thanks, boys. Bye. Walters and Brian agree on the number one there. This cage match also is going to turn into a bro fest afterwards unless one of them dies in the cage. It's going to be a cage match of kissing. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think would win that cage match? I'm still going to go with Brian. Both hands side behind back and one leg chopped off. Gotcha. I I appreciate uh, Walter's inclusion of Inception. Obviously a great movie on its own. Mostly I think people would call that movie a thriller, but still good action. Something I struggled with myself was picking movies that were more thrillers than action, but plenty of good movies. Uh, Plenty of good uh, thriller action movies out there. Josh, what did you think about Walter's list? I liked it. I mean, I I definitely like a lot of those movies on there. So um, good list, Walter's. B minus. Ooh, B minus. Okay. Uh, Got to make sure I don't sound underwater here. Um, so that is everyone. Shout out to Carmel in the chat who said Dark Knight rises over, or yeah, Dark Knight rises over just the Dark Knight. We're fighting. So apparently there will also be a Carmel Bear uh, versus Audio Al cage match, it sounds like. Uh, but, anyways, let's hear what Carmel Bear's Fave 5 is. Again, this guy has a fucking art degree. He's a big cinema guy. Me and him watch the Oscars together uh, virtually every year. So this guy knows his stuff. But let's see if you think he knows his stuff. Carmel? Hey boys, it's Carmber here with the definitive top five action movies of all time list. Uh, starting with number five, we have the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock masterwork, North by Northwest. Uh, you know, just amazing movie, laid the groundwork for the action thrillers that we have today. At number four, we have Con Air. You have Convicts, you have a bunny of its box, you have Nicolas Cage's glorious hair. I mean, what name a movie where his hair looks as good as it does in this one. At number three, we have Mad Max Fury Road, which kind of speaks for itself. It's a two-hour-long car chase, and it's fucking glorious. At number two, we have Terminator 2, the best Terminator movie in the entire series. Uh, Action holds up. The effects holds up. It's just a great watch all around. And at number one, we have The Raid 1 and 2, the best action movies to come out in the last 10 years. There you go. That was Carmel. Didn't, again, I'm just not an oldie kind of guy. Carmel Bear, I think, is your age. Maybe you're younger than you. His first movie was from 1959, North by Northwest. Carmel Bear, you've, movies weren't even made back then. They didn't have screens in that day and age. Let's, they used stone tablets, so easy there, pal. But uh, shout out to the Con Air inclusion. Josh, what do you think about Carmel's list there? I agree that uh, anything before 1991 doesn't exist, so um, he's made up a lot of movies, it sounds like, but whatever. He can do what he wants. 
All right, Josh, thank you for your thoughts there. All right, Josh, it's time for you and me. This podcast is already long, but you know what? These people will listen. They're suckers. Um, I'll go through. I think we both have um, similar – I don't know if we have similar lists, but we both had – just like everyone did, I think we struggled to get down to a fave five. Obviously, sometimes we go with really narrow categories. Sometimes we go with really broad categories. This time was a broad one, so it's tough to narrow it down. For myself, I kind of, for my fave five, I took out like heist movies. I took out movies that are more thriller movies. I took out superhero movies like Jeremy did, the action adventure sci-fi. So I took out a bunch of those movies to get my fave five just so I could get a scope on it. But um, some of those movies you'll see in my honorable mentions that will just fly through. Fast and Furious. All of them, Mad Max Free Road, 300, iRobot, Hunger Games, Spy Kids, Triple X, War of the Planet of the Apes, The Bourne Movies, Death Race, Gamer, a movie Josh likes that may make his list, Four Brothers, uh, The Dark Knight series, Inglorious Bastards, and Boondock Saints. All movies I considered, but I just couldn't put on my list because I wanted to keep a common theme. Josh, who are, who are some of the movies uh, you struggled with but couldn't make your list? Yeah, so some of the ones that I struggled with, and honestly, if I read these and I add them to my list, it's because I have so many favorite action movies and and things like that that I'm I'm still debating on picking a top five. But I'm going to go through and read um, the Matrix, the Batman trilogy, uh, Kingsman, um, Avatar. I loved Avatar. Um, Counted, um, Taken. Shooter, Men in Black, Blood and Bone, Undisputed oh, 2 and 3. Um, and then, I mean, you mentioned a lot of them. Four Brothers, um, Boondock Saints. Um, there's, I, there's a lot. I'm shook. So you're telling me Boondock Saints didn't make your list? I thought first, I thought that might be number one, honestly. I said they might make my list. <laughs> that's true. I guess, I guess to me, that's just shocking because I thought for sure that would be your number one, but maybe we'll see. Uh, do you want the walk-off shot this week or should I take it? Uh, you can take it. You've given me two in a row, I believe, and then last week we did the whole uh, um, rapid fire, so not necessarily walk-off, but um, I will come in with my number five. Okay. By the way, Carmel Bear appreciates the accountant shout-out. So anyways, continue with your number five. Actually, that one almost was my number five, and the reason it didn't make my top or my fave five is because I've only Thank seen you. it one time. Um, and but it was it was a great movie. I loved it. Um, he did a great job in it. But my number five, Hurt Locker, with Jeremy Renner, okay. the the war movie about the bomb diffuser. I've seen it a handful of times. Loved that movie. It was one of the first Blu-rays I've ever bought. So. So there is that. So it's got that nostalgia factor in there. But um, just a great overall movie, in my opinion. Gotcha. Uh, my number five, uh, this man had to make the list. He has made about a billion good action, well, arguably good action movies. I'm a big fan of this actor. I went with I Am Legend 2007. Will, Like I said, Will Smith had to make this list. His movies are always action-packed. Or most of his movies are always action-packed. And since I'm less of a bad boys guy, uh, this film, this is a film that I include that I felt good about. I was going back and forth a lot between I Am Legend and I, Robot. And so I watched both movies in research for this and i decided on i am legend just for the action piece again i think i robot a little more of a murder mystery a little more of a thriller um but bad boys the men in black series um i didn't want to pick movies that were too new but gemini man will smith does action very well so he had to make my list uh josh you're number four in the fave five so my number four i have crossed off 
three times and, <laughs> okay. um, in this list. Um, but Boondock Saints actually comes in at my number four. Oh, there um, it is. Okay. Yeah. No, it would it would be higher in this. Um, and so just just to give you guys an idea, the other two that were I was toying with, um, Fight Club and The Matrix. Um, but Boondock Saints had to make my top five just because of the number of times I've seen that movie. It might have been higher on my list if they uh, actually followed up with a good Boondock Saints 2. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the sequel. And then they had had teased at boondock saints three but that was 15 years ago and i'm still waiting on it sure obviously i think the 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 movie scene that has made me piss my pants the hardest out of literally any movie i've ever seen is when they're i they're sitting in some guy's house some guy's apartment whatever there's a shotgun lying on a table there's a cat in the room okay all of a sudden i forget the exact motion because i haven't seen this movie in a long time but somehow some way someone like slams a table or slams on their fist or something the shotgun goes off absolutely piss pounds the cat against the wall literally not even cat left there's just blood and fur flying around and then a couple beats later like the 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 director lets you take in that moment they're like holy shit this cat just got blown to smithereens and then a character in the movie goes is it dead <laughs> it's just the fun, the best timing the one of the best bits in a movie i've ever seen not even a comedy movie but i've pissed myself every single time i've seen that obviously the the, the gay guys is another great hilarious bit uh but anyways sorry yeah uh the great boondock saints good movie uh my f- uh fave four movie i went with the original live action modern era transformers movie from 2007 giant killer robots fighting each other if that wasn't enough shia labeouf and 20 out of 10 smoke show megan fox there that is enough great movie josh number three i number three i had gladiator we've Ooh. already kind of discussed it on a couple other lists but um gotta love russell crowe being a gladiator um i'm actually a really big fan of that era so like tv shows like spartacus um that really gets me going i love those things so um that movie had to make my list um yeah so what about you guy what's your number three uh my number three is so this is the most recent this is the most recent movie i was willing myself to willing to let myself pick again i didn't want to pick movies that were too recent because you don't want that recency bias but this movie absolutely deserves to be on my list this is kingsman from 2015 a fantastic and fun thrill ride through something so british and yet so distinctly not james bond great entertainment but the action sequences were cranked to 11 love to see it i believe they've made two more kingsman movies since then but if you only see one make sure you see the original you will love it kingsman 2015 recent movie holds up great film agreed no that's that was a tough one to keep off my top five as well um moving on to my number two the born identity gotta go with the original there um jason born um always always loved that movie it, it's a little bit of a slow burn but it, it sets up the the remaining movies um it, it might some people might call it a bit of a sci-fi because of some of the things that they do in there but um as far as like chipping and and memory reprogramming that sort of thing but whatever it's a great movie tons of action a lot of smart action um i don't i think it's the second one but he beats a guy up with a magazine come on so um i love those movies 
Yeah, for action movies, the Bourne movies are great. Uh, spoiler, the Bourne, none of the Bourne movies made my list. If I had to pick one, though, I think it would have been The Ultimatum. Just uh, another great flick. And uh, it's one of the few series, franchises, whatever you want to say, that the sequels are just as good, if not better. And that doesn't happen too often, but I thought The Bourne Ultimatum was the best one of that series for me. Um, my number two is, Carmel Bear already talked about it. I just watched this movie a week or two ago. Had to make my list. Con Air. 1997. A classic 90s action film that is not something Rambo or Terminator. Something about Nicolas Cage gets me hard, and I'm a fan. Criminals execute a heist. They betray each other. There's some shooting, killing, chasing, and explosions. Add in John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, John Cusack, Ving Rames, Danny Trejo, and yes, even Dave Chappelle. You've got yourself an absolute classic of a film. Put the bunny back in the box. Josh, your number one. My number one, and just a disclaimer, and all of these movies that I've read off and gone through and said could be my number one, depending on my mood, but at this time, it is 300. Oh, I, I knew that was on your list for sure. That, yeah, no, it, it made my list. It was one that, you know, I probably haven't seen it as much as I have, like Blood and Bone, Undisputed, or any of those other movies, but it is a great movie, a lot of quotable moments based on based on history loosely. Um, but it is, um, one of those, you know, action movies where you sit down and you just know it's going to be a bloodbath and it's always a good time. Um, once again, falls into that gladiator era. And so just goes just that era that I really like anyways. So 300, my number one, yeah. walk us off. Yeah. 300 is a great movie. Couldn't make my list, but, um, fantastic film. All right, my number one. Someone else had it as their number one. And so for at least this week, this person is the second smartest person who listens to the pod. From 2005, I've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is the epitome of all action movies ever. Husband and wife, members of rival spy slash black ops agencies, put on missions to kill each other. Eventually, throughout the film, spoiler alert, they team up and take down the real bad guys. Vince Vaughn is the perfect comedic relief, as he always is too. And we got all the sex appeal we would ever need with Angelina Jolie. This movie is the best movie that works as a movie and an action movie, so I had to put it in. Great film. I ha- I'll admit I haven't seen it in a bit, but I watched this on repeat as a uh, as a teenager, preteen, whatever. I believe I owned the DVD, so whenever I was aboard, uh, this is one of the movies I would put on and just enjoy. So that's it. Those are our fave fives, Josh. And so ne- I forgot this last week, and I don't want to get chastised yet again. Next week, the fave five topic is... Ladies, you're going to want to contribute. Nikita, I don't believe we've heard from you in the Fave 5. Oh, no, we did once. We heard from Nikita once in the Fave 5. But Nikita, Jamie... Multiple times. She's missed the last few weeks, but... Um, I know for sure she times. did it once. Could be multiple times. I'm not saying it's not. Just from my poor memory, I remember the once for sure. Anyways, Nikita, Jamie, uh, anyone else? I don't want any homophobia in here. But Fave 5 next week is hottest actors so this would be i don't want to hear about your gender identification these are dudes okay hottest fave five dudes channing tatum whoever else is going to make your list we want the fave five hottest actors
actors. And so, again, I want to see all the men still contribute. We can all appreciate a man. We can look at a man, and as T would say, he fucks. We can all appreciate what an attractive man looks like, what a hot man looks like. So, fave five hottest actors next week. Josh, do you have any in mind? Um, I do, and it's it's going to, I mean, call me what you want, but I'm going to have a hard time narrowing it down to top five. I appreciate that. Okay. So, again, no homophobia. I want to see everyone who contributes weekly contribute to that that list as well. And so, Josh, I know this is a longer podcast, but at this point, if we're so long, what's adding on a, few, a couple more minutes? I'll promise I'll get you to your wife before she goes to bed. But so for the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to train a new behavior. And so at first, I offered a dollar to anyone who left us a, a voicemail. This week, I cranked it up to $2 and we got a couple more submissions. And then if anyone had already done it before, they've still been receiving their dollar. Uh, but I'm thinking about a new system, Josh. And before I can officially announce it, little on-air production meeting, I forgot to text us about you today, but we have... First of all, how do you feel about voicemail submissions over um, other type of submissions? Do you feel like they're superior or about the same? I think it's superior. It gives our listeners someone else's voice to listen to because I know I wouldn't want to listen to my voice over and over and over again. So I appreciate all of the input from listeners. Right. I, I think voicemails are superior too. Not only do we get to hear your voice, you get to say what you want and uh, it's time box. So obviously you could leave more than one voicemail. We haven't shut that down yet. Only person ever do it was Jack who left three, which Jack, we appreciate you. Hope your honeymoon went well. Um, but so it gives you 60 seconds to really think about what you want to say. Let you be succinct. Doesn't f- uh, bloat the podcast too much. Um, so I think they're superior as well. And so Josh, we enjoy our fans and we enjoy training a behavior. Instead of me bankrupting myself, would you be willing to contribute 25 bucks to incentivize our fans uh, at the end of the year? How are we doing, doing financially, Josh? I know. You're doing this on air, huh? Yeah. Um, can my wife call in 25 times? Uh, well, so I, let me explain. So let me explain the system. Maybe you could decide after that. So my my idea was I would contribute twenty five dollars. You would contribute twenty five dollars. So it would basically be a raffle for fifty bucks, which is the equivalent of our league entry fee, just coincidentally. And so how it would work is starting next week, anyone who leaves us one voicemail a week, you you can only have one entry a week. But so what you would do is you would leave a voicemail every week, and that would be an entry. It'd be a raffle ticket. So if you you could leave it for the fave five you could do it like t did in the beginning the fantasy zone if you're a member of our league you can do it in the hidden oaks highlights and you can talk about you can just trash talk other teams you could do it in the uh, fantasy fun time talk about guys you like this week in the podcast play along or for fantasy in general so plenty of options to leave a voicemail but so you get one entry a week if you leave a voicemail you get entered into the raffle and at the end of the on our last podcast of the year we would just draw a raffle ticket and the winner would get 50 bucks Starting now, so we don't go back and. Well, so it would be st- it would be starting next week, but I will give yeah. a bonus entry to anyone who has already contributed, so they get one extra entry just because they've already been riding with us. Yeah, sure. Why not? Woo! We just got Josh to commit twenty five bucks. That Anoka County salary must be flush with cash. Nikita's as well. Appreciate you. So I'll be putting up $25. And so there will be one other opportunity for uh, a bonus entry. And it'll be if you leave us something like this. Hey guys, this is T and you listen to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show. And remember, stonks do go up. 
or something like this. Jesus. Who this had the is Carmel Barry. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. So just like they do on real radio, if you leave us a little clip of station identification, you can play with it how you want. Obviously, T added a little flair there. So just leave us a voicemail of station identification that will play throughout the show at some point. Um, That'll be another bonus entry into the raffle. So Carmel Bear, T are already in. Um, And Walt, uh, not Walters, Audio Al was at the beginning of the show. So three bonus entries there already. You only get one for the station identification, but we're going to play those. All the credit in the world goes to Al. He did that first i gotta admit but one other raffle bonus entry there if you leave us a station identification thing so the raffle's on you got a chance to win 50 bucks um by leaving us a voicemail each week you get one entry limit one entry per week at the end of the year you can get 50 bucks cash venmo to you probably or you can just say you have paid your league fee for next year if you're in our hidden oaks redraft league so that's what we got next week fave five hottest actors go ahead Josh. what about those individuals who are not in our league in our play along and just listen like bishop last week yeah um, B- bishop can lake sure i mean they bishop or blake they can always leave a fave five voicemail they can always prompt us with a football or non-football related question for the fantasy zone or they can just talk about fantasy in general but plenty of oppor- there's no shortage of ways to leave us a voicemail or topics right. So that's all announced, Josh. It's been a long one, but this is officially our outro. I got to write down this timer. I'll hate myself because I have to listen back to it, which is more effort than I want to put in. 6.47 p.m. Yeah. Like I said, I'll get you to your wife. Final words. Said I would mention again, it's election night. Please stay safe out there. Josh wants to get going. I want to get going. But uh, COVID is spiking out of control in Minnesota. So make sure you are wearing your mask, social distancing, all that safe stuff. Stay home when you can. Uh, Hidden Oaks over at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod. And now, more emphasis than ever, the anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Uh, there will be a $50 raffle. Each voicemail um, will be a entry limit one per week starting next week with a couple bonus entries awarded for various things. Josh, oh, that was a perfect yawn. We'll tell these people to go to sleep. Tell them the Keaters I say hey, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Love you, bye. Bye, go Packers. <laughs> Those suckers are going to think we're giving them 50 bucks. <laughs> Idiots! <laughs> you like how I did that on there too? Oh, he's gone.